Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
Hello, everyone. This is Kedon Empowerment Inc. Radio, K-E-R-F-M.com. We are so excited to be here today, and we hope that you are also there with us. And we are here for the Kedon Key Spirit, Soul, and Body Series, and we are on the same topic, except that we are on part three. I just want to thank you for following us. I never expect this program to take long. I mean, this topic to take long, but we are on part three. So let's get in and continue. And I just want to encourage you, go to part one, part two, and see how God will minister to you. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise today. We thank you for teaching us. We thank you for here, bringing us here. By your grace, we are here today. Thank you for the life you've given us. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for all that we do today. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for all the gifts you've given us. We thank you for loving us in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we are so blessed. And we believe that you are blessed as well. And we are continuing with this uh, uh, gift of mercy. You see, we are all believers, all Christians are called to be merciful. I don't don't see where we call ourselves Christians and yet we are not merciful to others. So we are called, it's a calling that we have to be merciful to everyone. Whether believers, uh, anyway, let me let me rephrase it again. We are called to be merciful to everyone, whether born again or not born again. That is unbeliever or believers. It doesn't matter who we come across with. So we have to be merciful to everyone. Hallelujah. Why? Because God has been merciful to us. Now, you can check it out on Matthew chapter 18, 33, and Ephesians 2, 4 to 6. Because when you read uh, these very verses, uh, scriptures I just given, you will see how God has been merciful to us. So, 18, 18 says, should not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? You see, Jesus was given an inference of how he, uh, how we have to give, uh, how we have to have mercy on other people. Now, when you go to Ephesians chapter 2, you will actually see that by his grace, we are able to be saved by his mercy and by his grace. We are able, able to be saved. So because of time, we won't be able to go there. But I encourage you to check it out that we do not deserve mercy. We deserve the wrath of God, we deserve punishment. We deserve death. But by the grace of God and his mercy that Endure forever, 
we are able to uh, be saved. Hallelujah. So this is so good. And this is a Greek word for mercy. It's elio. It means for us to be patient and compassionate towards everybody we come across with, whether they are afflicted or whether they are suffering. So the people with this grief have great empathy for others in their trials and suffering. They have great empathy. They are able to come alongside people over an extended period of time and see them through their healing process. They are truly the the uh, the hands and feet of God to everyone. You know, or you know when you you know where His workmanship, which God created for good works, uh, for good works, which God created, uh, which which God had already preordained. We are his workmanship. See, for, so we are his workmanship, which God had had before ordained that we should walk in it. So we all have been gifted in various ways, and we have all been given assignments. And we need to walk in them. That is to carry them out. To perform uh, those functions which God had made us for. Okay? So the Holy Spirit gives the spiritual gift of mercy to certain people in the church to especially love and assist those who are suffering and walk with them until the Lord allows their body to to go. So the gift of mercy is founded in God's mercy towards us as sinners. You see, as sinners. And we also have to express our gift of mercy to others as well. Those with this gift are able to weep with those who weep, and they are able to laugh with those who laugh. And they are able to bear uh, one another's burden. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. You know, Romans chapter 12 from 15, you will see that he admonishes us to weep with those who weep and also to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. So we have to be sensitive to the feelings and circumstances of others and we can quickly be able to discern what best, how would would we be able to help these people. So we have to be good listeners and we have to simply be there for others. We we cannot say we are are believers and we are uh, merciful and when somebody is hurting, we are uh, turning our face the other side. So we have to be good listeners and we have to be able to be there for others as well. So I think that summarizes the gift of mercy. Now we need to talk about the gift of miracles. Okay? So we find this in First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10. Okay? First Corinthians chapter 12 
I mean, First Corinthians chapter 10, uh, 12, 12 verse 10, okay? Okay. And I'm reading now. He said, to another, the working of miracles. Now, the Greek meaning for miracles here is dunamis. It means a force, uh, specifically a miraculous power. So when we release uh, miracles, the force, the the force, the power of God is released to uh, work the miracle that uh, is being expected. If it is uh, healing, if it is uh, deliverance, or whatever it may be, the, the a force is released and it does that change. Hallelujah. Again, First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. So, so we see that Jesus performed many miracles. He is an example to us all when he was here on earth. So we see that in uh, the book of John, chapter 20, 30 to 31, and Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 22, and many other places. And uh, we see the apostles also took off with that same uh, spirit. Uh, they themselves cast out demons. They performed healings. Uh, they raised people from the dead. At least we, 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 we saw that with Peter. And uh, uh, even Paul as well, and uh, so on and so forth. Okay, did all kinds of miracles. So you, we can we have references for that. Acts chapter two, uh, verse forty-three. Uh, Acts chapter three, from verse one to ten, and so on and so forth. Other believers perform miracles as well. You see, other believers, you and I and also been equipped to perform miracles. So we are not left out. The uh, uh, miracle has, hasn't stopped. <laughs> I, I hear people say uh, miracles are passed away or the gifts are passed away. No, the gifts are still here in, in uh, increased measure, except that uh, uh, it's been kind of distorted. You know, you know like I said the other time, Anything good, the devil will always like to counterfeit it. He always like to make a fake one. So there are other fake miracles uh, uh, out there. So it means then we have to be careful to discern which is which. So it's left for us to actually check out this picture and see. Uh, um, what kind of miracle is being done, okay? So it's very important. Other believers uh, are there. Uh, they perform miracles in the past. So like I said, it's, to, it's, it's still today, and it will continue to Jesus come. The fire that we can talk is a miracle. The fire that I can talk is a miracle. The fact that we are alive is a miracle on itself. So every day is a miracle. 
Hallelujah. Now, miracles were given by God to the church, to the body of Christ, to, to, to glorify him among his people. It's not for us to uh, to to play with. He 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 knows that uh, we will we will always need his presence. Okay, so so one of the things we need to talk about is that those with this spiritual gift of miracles they have the sensitivity to the presence and present i mean to the presence of the holy spirit so they have uh, the, 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 the 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 measure of faith and the desire to reveal himself uh to the holy spirit and the holy spirit then perform that miracle. So when we when we then function in this office, we are able to draw many to faith in 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 the church. We are able to draw many to to faith in the church. Maybe when you have a crusade, or maybe when we talk and anywhere, people are able to now relate to the Father. Think there has been a change. One of the things we need to be careful about is for us not to draw attention to ourselves, because we are not actually the one performing uh, the work, because we we cannot. We cannot even make any hair. We we can we cannot make anything that God can make. He is the one who raised the dead. We cannot raise the dead. He is the one that heals. We don't heal. We can heal. He said, "Go and heal." We are healing because of this of His power that is in us. So we are just a vessel being used. That does not mean that we are the one who is actually uh, healing. It's just the Spirit of God in us is the one who does the healing, is the one who does the miracle, is the one who does the deliverance, is the one who does the blessing, is the one who does the healing, and so on and so forth, the breakthrough and all others. So we are not to draw attention to ourselves and have a following, but we are to constantly point these people looking on us, looking on you, to Jesus. See, when we don't do that, then we are saying we are the one who uh, the, the source is from us. No, the source is not us. The source is Jesus. So this gift of uh, uh, miracles is he uh, walk when and and uh, how he desires. He can desire to walk. He can desire not to walk. He can he uh, is available by the prompting of the Holy Spirit. But his the walk depends on him. 
So we can't control him. We cannot we 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 cannot say hey uh uh because our thought is not his thought. So he is the one who knows that he will be able to perform this. So we lead to him and he does it according to his own desires and will. So this gate uh the the is often accompanied by prayer and strong petition by these individuals for God to reveal his glory to the people. So they do not claim uh, power themselves, but always give credit and glory to God for his mighty works. That is, we we will not, these people who are miracle workers, we don't claim power to themselves, but always give credit and glory to God for his mighty works. And these people are humble guys who keep relying on the grace and pointing people to Jesus Christ rather than miracles. So we, we, we have to be careful to be humble to keep people relying on the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit rather than relying on the miracles, relying on the uh, what has been made. Rather, we have to rely on the source, that is, relying on who did it. Jesus did it. Hallelujah. So check out First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, and uh, verse 28 to 29. Again, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and Galatians chapter 3, verse 5. Those are uh, scriptures for you to accomplish with that. Now, the gift of pastor or shepherd, gift of pastor and shepherd, we can find that in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 10. Let's quickly go there. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 10. Verse 10, then uh, 11. He that descended is the same also that ascended far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Is filling all things. Okay? Then verse 11 now. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors. And the Greek word for pastors there is pomen. It means simply a shepherd. And when you have a shepherd, you must, you should have a flocks, that is sheep. And uh, there's a special relationship there. Uh, a, a shepherd has a voice, and the sheep will always recognize a, a voice of a shepherd. And um, so, <clears throat> okay, so we have a. We have a sheep, and uh, we have different responsibilities uh, as uh, pertaining to shepherds. Uh, that is, 
the the uh, the one who in charge of the ship. Okay, you know in John chapter ten, Jesus talk about the two shepherds. So when you reach there, you will see uh, when Jesus was talking about the two shepherds. Okay, John chapter ten. For you to have a true uh, meaning of that, I will encourage you to read from verse 1 to 18. Okay? So that will really bless you. So they, they, they care for the wounded and the sick sheep. They nurse them back to where they should be. So they rescue them if they become lost or trapped. So they spend a great amount of time with them, guiding them to the place of nourishment and rest. <clears throat> so, pastors are called shepherds because their calling and gifting are much like those who care for sheep. They are called and gifted to care for the spiritual well-being of the local body of Christ around the community. In the neighborhood, in your street, wherever they may be, it could be online, it could be anywhere. They are there. Uh, their sole purpose is for your spiritual well-being. So pastors are first and foremost servants. That is, they serve. So they are servants of God and servants of His bride, as is the church. They are given a mixture of abilities by grace that allow them to serve the needs of an entire community. Now, the essential goal of the pastor is to reveal the glory of God in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit to the people who need God's grace for life. That is, they are there to reveal the glory of God to people. So the primary way the pastor will do this is to teach the word of God to the church. The gift of pastor is directly linked to the gift of teaching. Now, we've read that in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, and other places as well. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Other places, there is also uh, a teaching uh, ministry. So they are like teachers. Okay? So the ability to teach the, the scripture is also one of the many requirements of being an overseer by teaching the scripture to the church. The pastor feels the church of God. See, the Holy Spirit gives the spiritual gift of pastor to some in the church to humbly teach them, to guide them, and uh, to protect us and to lead us in the mission that God has for his church, which is uh, the Great Commission. You know, the Great Commission is the mission that God has for the church. Now, the pastor loves the gospel of Jesus Christ and puts it at the center of his life and ministry. So the uh, what we need to also guide it, uh, uh, 
guide against here is that we are not to seek fame or recognition for ourselves, but they are placed in a position of authority by the Holy Spirit. So it's not about being uh, seeking recognition or seeking a face, uh, seeking a fame, I mean, but in due time, people will come to know you. But we are not drawing attention to ourselves or drawing recognition for ourselves, uh, trying to make people uh, like uh, they have to see this. But in time, they will see your work and they will respond in the same measure. The role of a pastor is one of humility and service as he is reminded daily of his overwhelming needs of God's grace for the task at hand. It's a great task at hand. It's a great task at hand because they are leading who? The, the flock of Jesus Christ. And, and it, 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 it is uh, one of the things we need to know uh, these are people leading the flock. So it's, it's for you to judge yourself if you are truly leading them in the right direction. Very important. If we are leading this flock to the right decision, I mean to the right uh, direction, are you guiding them in the right path or are they not being uh, taken advantage of? Those are kind of questions that we need to ask ourselves. Very important as well. Okay. Now, the gift of prophecy, very important in every where we find ourselves, gift of prophecy. Not only in the church. Uh, it could be uh, uh, your workplace. It could be your business. It could be uh, 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 association. See, God is not limited to where he will reveal his thoughts, uh, reveal his duration, reveal uh, uh, his, his word. His word. See, gift of prophecy can be just admonition, teaching. Could be an advice, exhortation. Okay, so the spiritual gift of prophecy is a unique gift. Now, you know, Paul emphasized this in First uh, Corinthians chapter four, fourteen. First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse one. Okay, and I read. He said, "Follow after charity, and desire spiritual gifts, but rather." that ye may prophesy. See? That you may what? Prophesy. The word prophesy is a Greek word, prophet, prophet, I hope I pronounce the word prophet, you, okay? That is to foretell events. It is divine. That is speaking under inspiration. Exercise the prophetical the prophetic office that is prophesy to foretell events a divine uh, speaking under inspiration. Okay, so 
So this is there for everyone. It's there for you, and it's there for me. Okay? So we have to follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, rather that ye may prophesy. Because it's good. It's good for you. It's good for me. It's good for the body of Christ. Okay? It's good for the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. So this gift is a blessing to the church and should not be quenched and despised. Now we see the reference to that in First Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 20, because we can quench it and we can despise it. Okay? So those who have the gift of prophecy differ from those uh, other uh, wills. Uh, anyway, let me, let me take it again. They are, these, these people, the... the uh, Uh, there is the Old Testament prophet and there is the New Testament prophet. Okay, one of these days we will talk more on this, but I'm not going to uh, talk more on that. Just want to see. I just want to talk about the gift of prophecy today. So we have in, in, uh, this group of people. They have the ability to receive divinely inspired message and deliver it to others anytime. So their message can take the form of exhortation, like I said, uh, correction, uh, disclosure of secret things. Uh, It could be also prediction of future events, uh, comfort, inspiration, or other revelation, giving to equip and edify the body of Christ. That's all there is to it. So there is a reference that we can read more. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3 to 4, and also 24 to 25. Okay. So the Holy Spirit gives this this gift of prophecy to some believers to make God's heart known and edify the church. The gift is for the benefit of both the believers and the unbelievers. And it's a sign that God is truly among his church. It's a sign. Let me let, let's go over First Corinthians chapter fourteen. Okay? Let's quickly read First uh, Corinthians chapter fourteen. Let's start from uh, twenty two. And I, I know Paul on this on this uh chapter, he was talking about speaking in tongues and prophecy, okay? He was talking about speaking in tongues and prophecy. So, uh, because of time, let's quickly go to verse 22, okay? Okay. Verse 22 says, he said, wherefore tongues are are for signs, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. You see, that is that is a, a, somebody might come now and see and hear me speaking in tongues. 
who is, if that person is an unbeliever, he will begin to say, wow, this guy must be uh, a hearing from God. And again, if I interpret it, or someone else interprets it, that will just be an astounding uh, thing for the person who is a non-believer. But prophet, prophesying serve not for them that believe, not, but for them which believe. That, that is, the, the prophecy is not for unbelievers, but for believers. That is, you are now admonishing believers. You are now encouraging them, brother, don't give up. God is here. God has not left you. God will always be with you. He has said that he will always be with you. He has promised that he will always be with you. He has promised that he will help you. He has promised that you will not fail. Turn to me. Return back to me. Know that I am here. You are not alone. He blesses you. Sometimes we are we, we feel we are alone. Sometimes we feel nobody is with us. And sometimes we even see people abandon us, reject us. But there is somebody who promised you and said, though these are happening, the the divine power is with you. He will not leave you. He has promised he will help you in this time. Be encouraged, brethren. So you will discover that this is for everyone that believes. It blesses people. It blesses people. And you can read on uh, more to the end of the to the end of that uh, of that uh, uh, chapter, okay. So you can read uh, uh, other versions. Other version. I'm reading from King James version. They have all kinds of old English, and uh, when you read other version, it makes it even more clearer. Okay. So we see that in First uh, Corinthians chapter fourteen, twenty-two to twenty-five. So those with this gift are sensitive to both the prompting of the Holy Spirit and the needs of the church body. So these people are always uh, there to give the encouragement that the Lord said, uh, give up. And they are always humble people. They always study the scripture. So you also to be able to test what they are saying when when they give out the uh, the word or the encouragement or whatever the Lord has asked them to give. Okay, so you you weigh uh, the scriptures and interpret the message accordingly. Okay, in this way the church may will continue to build up each other. In unity. That's all there is to it. That is why uh, it's giving. It's for the church to be able to grow in unity. So that we all grow. And uh, we will not be tossed 
here and there with all kinds of different doctrines and uh, be misled. But for us to build ourselves together, it's, it's, it's together, it's all together in unity. You see? Hallelujah. Okay, now the gift of serving, okay, service or ministering. So we see this in uh, Romans chapter 12 and other places as well. Um, let's see, Romans chapter 12 and also in First Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, let's read First Corinthians chapter 12 first, then um, 12 from verse 4 to 7. Okay, and I read. They say now there are diversity of gifts, but the the same spirit and verse five. But there are differences of administration, but the same law, and there are diversity of operation, but it's the same God who worketh all in all. But the manifestation of spirit is given to every man to profit with her. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> okay. Now, but the one is given, that is eight now, but the one is given by the Spirit, the word of wisdom, to another, the word of knowledge, by the same uh, uh, Spirit, and to another, faith, by the same Spirit, to another, the gift of healing, by the same Spirit, and uh, to another, working of miracles, to another, prophecy. To another, descending of spirit. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of, of tongues. And so on and so forth. <clears throat> okay. Now let's go to uh, Romans chapter 12. Okay. Romans chapter 12. And uh, we are going to read verse uh, 7. Web seven, okay, and uh, verse seven says, "Is there all ministry?" Okay, ministry. So that's what we are talking about. Ministry. Let us wait on our ministry. Okay, ministry. Let us wait on our ministry. It's 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 a term that means uh, attendance. That is eight uh, service. That is eight service uh, minister office, okay, or administration, okay. So so the Holy Spirit gives this gift to believers to fill many gaps of the ministry and meet the needs of the people as it fulfills the Great Commission. Now, the, the goal of this uh, gift is to energize the church and free up others to use their gift to the fullest. So do you find out that the result of this uh, action uh, you, you will find the church will begin to be edified and 
and build up. And uh, the result is that we are reaching out to the uh, community. The idea is for us to reach out to the community. Of what use is our existence when we are not reaching out to our neighborhood, our community. We don't even know whether we are existing. See? So it's for us to be able to see us beyond our access there in, together in, in that sphere and reach out into the community. So those with this gift of uh, service are committed to the spread of the gospel. We discover that these guys are energized with the power to spread good news. So they serve in ways that uh, uh, it benefits others with different gifts and ministries that are more public. Now, this kind of people, they have a heart devoted to Jesus and a desire to follow his commands and example. Those with this gift do not seek recognition or a position in the spotlight. They just love to help out. They are always help out. You haven't seen this kind of people. Their life is rooted in just helping. They, they, they just want to help. They, are, they enjoy it. They want to, if you want to move the, uh, uh, those days when we used to be in the, in, in the, in the church, uh, somewhere there is this this church the the pastor know who are action guys action you you just need to call and he knows who who is reliable who will be able to jump out immediately so they are there in, in every in every ministry church fellowship they are they act on the word of God. They 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 are there to jump out. Just call. Yeah, they are there. They enjoy it. It's not like oh well. Uh, let's see if I can help. No, 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 no. They 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 enjoy it. Okay, and they go beyond. See, so these are the the kinds of people. They are content with serving in the background, knowing that their contribution will bless the church. Yes. They are displaying the love of Christ to the world and bring glory to God. Hallelujah. So we see this in uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 7, and uh, the book of uh, Corinthians chapter 12, uh, we've we, 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 we seen that. And uh, Acts uh, chapter 20, from uh, verse 35, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11, and Revelation chapter 2, verse 19. Amen. Now, the gift of teaching, our time is running out again. Our uh, gift of teaching, of which this ministry <coughs> mostly gifted, excuse, mostly gifted with, we teach, okay? And I hope you are being blessed with the teaching, okay? So, we see that in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Again, Ephesians chapter 4, 
verse 11. Let's quickly go there as well. Let's confirm it. Assistant chapter 4, verse 11. <clears throat> it says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Okay? Uh, that is uh, an instructor. It's a Greek word that means an instructor. It could be uh, a, 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 a doctor. It could be a master, but a teacher. It could be a doctor, a master, or a teacher. Okay? They instruct and they guide. Okay? Hallelujah. Now, the spiritual gift of teaching is one that carries uh, a heavy responsibility in the church. You know, in James chapter 3, verse 1, James 1, that not many of us should become teachers, my brothers. For you know that he who teaches will be judged with greater strictness. That's what I was talking about. You remember, if you recall, not too long ago when I was talking about pastor and uh, uh, pastor being a shepherd and uh, teaching the people, I just waited to this time so that you will see it yourself here on this uh, gift of teaching. You see, because they, we teachers will be uh, scrutinized based on what they have uh, uh, been instructing. You know, the key is to actually see your, your student pass, not to fail. So you will see yourself whether uh, your teaching has bear fruit yourself. That's what it's saying here. Whether your our teaching is bearing fruit, whether we'll be able to say, yes, these guys, I have taught them they are qualified to pass to the next grade. Okay? So like every believer, teachers are to be stewards of every word that comes out of their mouth. Stewards of every word that comes out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. So, but our greater responsibility lies on us being a steward of the word of God to the people we minister to. So, we teachers have been entrusted with the task of effectively uh, communicating what the Bible is saying or what it means or how the people will be able to be uh, led. On, and, and and how we as followers of Jesus Christ are to apply it to our daily lives now in this present day. Okay? So those with spiritual gifts of teaching, they love to study the Word of God for an extended period of time. They consume the Scripture as food for their hearts, for their soul, for their mind, with the express purpose of knowing him and then making him known to others. So if you are a teacher, then the scripture, the, the book we have is the Holy Bible. 
So we have to sit down and read. Take time to read. If we don't, if we don't read, we are not able to teach. You see, the same way in, in uh, uh, other disciplines. If you are studying chemistry, studying Bible, I mean studying uh, biology, studying physiology, uh, literature, we should be able to uh, sit down and read, and then we are able to uh, uh, teach and ask questions. Okay? So they want to know what God has revealed of himself and what he requires of us as people creating his image. So they take great joy and satisfaction in seeing others learn and apply the truth of God's word to their lives. So these kinds of people, they love to see how the gospel is woven throughout the scripture, how it glorifies and magnifies Jesus Christ in the hearts and lives of those who love him by his grace. Now the Holy Spirit gives this kind of uh, spiritual gift of teaching so that they will help the church fulfill her ministry as a pillar. And uh, one of the things is that uh, one of the things is that it's the truth. Teaching the truth. Now, without this gift being released to the shepherd or the pastor, you discover that the church will quickly fall into a wrong message, a wrong doctrine, which is in fact uh, an error or sin. But, this, but teachers are the ones that make sure that this does not happen in the local church. They, they, they don't like it when scripture is abused or when it is used out of context or when it is used uh, um, um, to guide people wrongly, take advantage of uh, people. They always love the truth and speak the truth in love. They will never hide or withhold it. On the contrary, they desire to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, who taught in the synagogues and in the temple, as well as anywhere the people were gathered. Okay? So they are called to demonstrate God's love while revealing his truth to the world without fear. The effect of their ministry is the upholding of God's word and the growth and maturity of his pride until the day of his return. So we have some scripture here. We've given Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. Now First uh, Corinthians chapter 12 verse 28. Romans 12 verse 7. James chapter 3 verse 1. Okay. So those are uh, great scriptures to, uh, to go about with. Now, the gift of wisdom have five more minutes. The gift of wisdom. I hope I will be able to finish this. The spiritual gift of wisdom, like the, uh, uh, the gift of knowledge, is also referred to as the word of wisdom, utterance of wisdom. 
So the Greek word for wisdom is sophia, and it refers to the intimate understanding of God's word and his commandments, which result in holy and upright living. So we also see this in First uh, Corinthians 12, verse 8. It means to speak the life of, uh, let's go there, First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. 12, verse 8. It said, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, and by the same Spirit. So, okay. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it means to speak the life of an individual or to a specific or to a specific situation with great understanding and a righteous perspective with the goal of guiding others towards a life of holiness and worship. Isn't that amazing? See, several scriptures reveal the true beauty and fruit of wisdom. So we see that the fear of the law, for example, in uh, Psalm 111 verse 10, uh, always says that the, the fear of the law is the beginning of wisdom. So all those who practice it have a good understanding. You see, his praise endures forever. Now, wisdom begins with the fear of the law, and it begins with knowing who God is and who we are in comparison to him. Now, this will lead us to understanding, and then we are able to practice righteousness. Now, a life of wisdom, you know, will always result in a praise to God. Now, the Holy Spirit gives some of this spiritual gift of wisdom, not only to impart the truth and understanding to believers, but to invoke a response of holiness and worship lived out in the world and amongst God's people. Now, wisdom doesn't end with knowledge, but it's expressed in transformed hearts and lives. Okay? Transform lives and hearts. Now, those with the gift of wisdom, they have the deep understanding of the holiness of God and the light of holiness in their own hearts. They can recognize this in others as well. And they have the compassion and boldness to share that truth with them. They are able to take from their own life experiences and share with God and share what God has taught them through those experiences. They can easily recognize where a decision or action may lead and can warn against those that may be harmful or fruitful. They can often see through the confusion of a situation. And they can give direction that will help an individual or group of individuals. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, or, or, I mean, 
I mean, they, they, I take it again. They can often see through the confusion of a situation and can give direction that will help an individual or group obtain a God glorifying goal. Now, the church, you and I, need this spiritual gift of wisdom to guide us through this uncertain or difficult times we find ourselves because the days are evil. So we need this gift of wisdom to guide us. Now, you know, in James chapter 3, verse 17, it says, the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. This is undoubtedly a work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. The highest wisdom is found in the cross of Christ, which is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved. It is the power of God. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. So on this note, I leave you in God's hands in the name of Jesus. See you next time. God bless you. <laughs>